Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli only on LA Talk Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm Lauren. And it's National Best Friends Day. Woo! So, in honor of us, we're going to interview each other. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into our personal lives as well and catch up on all of the usual, you know, the Bachelorette, celebrity relationship news, tech news, and more. So fun. So to kick things off, I'm going to talk about the date I went on on Sunday. Please do. Enlighten us. Um, It was a third date. Um, with a guy that actually lives a little bit further than I'm used to driving. He lives in Highland Park. And just like we say, usually, you know, it's only far if you don't want to go. So I went and obviously I wanted to go because I drove all those 35 minutes to go see him. Um, he usually comes to me. So I figured, you know, I could go over there, especially since it wasn't a school night. It was actually a Sunday. It was a daytime date. Um, and it ended up being really fun. First, we went to a restaurant called Recess, had bottomless mimosas, mm. and we shared two entrees. And I always think sharing is an interesting thing because yeah. it shows that you like have similar tastes. You're considering what each other likes, and you're kind of getting more comfortable with each other. Yeah, so you're like eating off the same plate. You're drinking alcohol. It's like a friendly thing. Totally. Family style. Family style. And we've already passed the point of like telling each other if there's something in each other's teeth. I definitely set that up from the start because I was like, you know what? I am going to, like, address the elephant in the room. My biggest fear is having food in my teeth. Yeah. Not being murdered, but having food in my teeth. Uh Um, So we covered that on the first date. And so now we're, like, pretty comfortable in that area. Um, Then we strolled to a place called Block Party. It's a really cool bar with an outdoor patio. And they had, like, shuffleboard. That sounds so fun. I want to do that. I think that, like, if it weren't so far, I would, like, organize an entire group outing there. We should look and see if there's one of those bars, like, in our region. There is, actually. It's called Beach Nation. It doesn't have a shuffleboard oh, no, I've patio. Right. And, yeah. like, it's in a cool outdoor area that, like, would be fun to hang out at all day. Maybe we'll do that this Sunday because I'm seeing him again and maybe we can make it a group thing. Fun. All right, well... You know, let's maybe make it a double date. Okay. You call your person, I'll call mine, and we will gather. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting. It is. And maybe we'll see if other people want to come to <laughs> or, or not. Why? You're too, the double date's too serious for you? I don't know. I just got yeah. nervous. I like how you were like, let's have a double date. And then also invite other people for a safety blanket. <laughs> just Well, they could sit at another table. Or <laughs> this could be a group date, like on The Bachelorette. Sure. But anyway, so it was really fun. This guy is, like, super great at planning. Um, he's super nice, fun, listens, he's thoughtful. He always asks to see me again and is like very conscious of scheduling. And that is something that I am very conscious of. So like he'll write me a text that's like, Hey, so my week is really busy, but I want to see you. I'm free on the following days. Are you free? And we like make it work. Wait, this is so good. I know. It's like really in line with like the, like my jam like and and the things that usually bug me about other people like the fact that they don't plan in advance or like aren't conscious of like people with like work yeah I don't know I don't know what other people are doing in LA but they're not always so great at planning so I like him he checks off a lot of boxes and like I'm just trying to figure out how I feel so I was telling like a couple girlfriends about this over the weekend and 
um, after the date. And it's so weird because the two people's advice were like, just sleep with him and then you'll see how you feel. I'm like, well, shouldn't I feel a certain way before I sleep with him? And then like, do I put the cart before the horse or like, is this, is this a chicken and egg thing? Like what comes first? Are you like asking this question to yourself for the first time in your life or something? Well, no, because it was just odd that this was the advice I was getting from two people. And I was like, well, I feel like I should have certain feelings before I sleep with the person, not determine how I feel after that. You do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just chuckling to myself. Unless I'm really drunk and then I discover this after the fact by way of like happenstance. Like I'm not going to just do that and then decide how I feel. Cause I feel like I have to feel a certain way to even get to that position. Sure. Otherwise it's super uncomfortable. I'm like, Oh, I'm just like awkward. I'm out. I'm awkward as it is. Yeah. So I just don't know. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, I think it just depends on, I think it's a case-to-case situation. If you're feeling like in the moment you need to wait and feel things out to get to the next level sexually, then do it. If not, I mean, there's, I've been on both sides of the equation where sometimes it happens right away and then you do whatever you keep going on with things. Or sometimes you wait because you're like, "Mm, I don't know, I need to take, I don't know that it determines an outcome. I think it, I don't think it changes like what's going to happen. I think you do what you feel is right in the moment. If you feel like you're waiting for some reason, then keep going with that. Don't just pressure like, yourself. Yeah. I just feel like it had like the, it hasn't happened because it just like organically hasn't happened. We haven't yeah. been in a situation where that's been the next thing. Yeah. I guess if you hung out on school nights or daytime and then this Sunday, like daytime again. Yeah. And also we just see each other so infrequently. It's like once a week, if yeah. that, because we're both very busy or like traveling that I think, It'll happen when it happens, if it's meant yeah. to happen and the mood strikes us and we'll just see. I just, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny that like two friends were two different, very different friends on the opposite ends of the spectrum were like, you should probably just do that and then see how you feel. I'm like, but I kind of have to want to do that. Well, if you don't <laughs> want to do it, but I mean, I do think that you need to explore a sexual chemistry. So that's, I think, I mean, it, I don't know what they meant by giving you that advice, but that's what I would say. Like, you need to now see if there's a sexual connection. So explore that and go into that more. And if it turns out that you have sex that time or the next time, but like that needs to be explored because sometimes there's like a sexual chemistry that is really strong. Sometimes there isn't. You need to, that needs yeah. to be there. Well, I feel like I'd also sort of like, know that leading in like I'd be like okay that's gonna happen I don't know we'll see yeah I mean you can't I think you just have to go with however you're feeling in the moment because sometimes it's something that happens right away and sometimes it's not but I don't think that you're supposed to do a dis like you're supposed to make a decision beforehand I think you're supposed to make the decision with what's happening in the moment right and that's why I was kind of like I don't know how to do that thing Without it being like organic. <laughs> I like that he and you haven't like it. I like that he hasn't been like, uh, meet me out at this bar at 930 at night on a Saturday. Like yeah. then hello, what's going to happen at the end of that night? Probably like, I like that he and you have planned dates and he mostly because he's the planner has planned dates where like you've met out and maybe it was a school night, but it was just important for you guys to like hang out for a couple hours and mm-hmm. get to know each other. And then he planned this like day afternoon date, which is like, obviously I'm sure he's attracted to you and likes you, but he's not trying to like set it up so that you're out late on a night where nobody has anything to do the next day and you're shit face drunk. Right. I like that. It's happened that way. Me so. too. It, it's a nice slow build and it's kind of like how you and your person got started. Oh, it's total slow build. I think that that, 
you know, sometimes you think to yourself, am I supposed to be feeling this right away? Why am I not like having this instant craziness for somebody? And I don't know. I mean, I think it just, like I said, it's a case to case situation. Everything's different. And there's just whenever things like that happen, whether it's sex, discovering a sexual chemistry, discovering a really deep connection, it happens at different times for different people. Totally. So I had a really fun, we both had a really fun weekend actually, because we've discovered that most of our friends' parents liked to have sex in the fall because (laughs) there are about 7,000 June birthdays. So like what's going on? I mean, there's all of the birthdays are in June, like even at our office where we spend most of our time. There are a lot of June birthdays here. There were four. And then that same week we celebrated our friend's birthday. Yeah. And then you had another birthday Yeah, on Sunday to go to. I have like a ton of friends that have birthdays like all within three days of each other in the beginning of June. So we had fun on Friday. We went to a friend's birthday dinner and it was like a big enough group that there was like enough people to talk to and kind of float around, but it still felt like intimate. We went to the nice guy. It's like a popular bar restaurant in LA. We had a really great time. Um, and I just feel like all weekend I've just been drinking and eating cake. So yeah, it was alcohol and cake galore. It was so fun. You know what we need to do next time someone has a birthday? We need to do an alcoholic cake because those exist. Oh my gosh. You are genius. I have a recipe book for alcoholic cakes. So next time someone has a birthday, let's make an alcoholic cake. Why have you been withholding this information from me? I forgot that I had it until this very moment. First of all, we've both had birthdays. And we're drunk girls. I know. This is weird. It was, I am sorry. Obviously, we're, even at four years later, you still learn things about your best friends. I know, right? I mean, I've been negligent in that category. But anyway, on Saturday, we went to our friend Nikki, had a, like a rap party celebration type thing for um, a movie that she just produced. And we decided that we all needed to cheers to her accomplishment. And I think, and at that party, we ended up having this side conversation, Jen and I and our friend Drew, who we've actually interviewed on our show before for But Like Maybe, if you guys remember that. Um, She, all three of us just randomly started talking about how it's so fun to celebrate your friends, especially your girlfriends, because everyone, you know, there's that like... That thing that everyone always says that girls are catty and jealous and they can be, I mean, guys can be jealous and weird too. It's not just girls, but girls can be a little bit more catty and jealous and emotional. And so it's nice to be around a group of women where you feel like you're all supporting each other. You're cheering each other on because you want each other to do well because you like legitimately love and care about these people. And also I think it's a a sign that you're in a good place in your life when you're able to feel good for other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a good, it puts you in a cyclical, like good karmic cycle because you feel organically and authentically good about yourself. And so you feel good about other people. And then that goodness comes back to you. And it's this nice cycle. And we all agreed collectively that we're like, this feels so great to be celebrating Nikki and her achievements and all of our other friends who have done so well. We have friends that are like producing shows and you know, like Drew doing her comic book and everybody's just... Other people are like managing talent, like real serious yeah. talent. And then other people are writing. And it's just interesting to see how we all kind of like came up together. And then like, we're still friends. We're even adding more people to the group and everyone's celebrating each other. I think what 
like a dream of mine would be is to like kind of I'm not that I want to be like Taylor Swift and her group of friends because they're much younger, but also the fact that like <laughs> you can yeah. have a girl crew and you can all celebrate each other, you can support each other, mm-hmm. you are not in competition with each other. No. And it's it sort of takes away that insecurity and that like weird bad energy that yeah. sometimes can float around people. And I think we're already doing it. So I'm glad that we are doing it. Yeah. I think that this, if we were an example, I mean, we work together Yeah, and we're two girls that do the same thing, yeah. but instead of working in a silo separately, like many people in our hosting class, like mm-hmm. came out to do like, you know, solo entertainment reporting or whatever, like not to knock that because that was your jam, but like we find a lot of comfort and like strength in this working sure. together. That's like a really good way to describe it. And so it feels good when people in your circle, but outside your immediate like self are doing well too, because at the end of the day, we're all kind of like doing similar things and supporting each other. So it felt really good to support Nikki and her accomplishments. And um, it was a fun night. We, we all hung out and talked. It was like a, a friend's backyard barbecue. Those kind of things are nice to like inject in the weekend. Cause we go out so much to like bars and shit. It's nice to like have a different area, a different surrounding, if you will, like not at a loud bar where people are spilling and it's hot. Yeah. Except that then I did end up actually at. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so then Jen, I was tired because I was like, I just can't, I, I don't know why I was so tired. I forget story of my life. So they, Jen and the group of friends all, and, and normally this would have been my jam, but I just couldn't hang. They all went to some like warehouse party. This felt very New York to me. I should have totally been about it. Yeah. But I couldn't tell us about. Well, the we didn't really party. know what it was going to be. And so um, a friend's sister actually was like, oh, I'm going downtown where we never go yeah. to a underground party where we were not invited <laughs> um, at a loft, which we didn't know the address Did for. Did you have to have a password? Uh, no, but w- I think we had to be on a list, which we ended up being on because the sister like right. put the whole 10 of us on this list. Right. Oh, the police are coming to look for me because I had too much fun. Dude, Does anyone hear the sirens? I think they're going to arrest you. I'm nervous. I know. They're like, girl. Get it together. Girl, you need to run for your life. I think you should hide under the desk. I'm going to, but not until I say what I have to say. I'll cover for you. Thank you. So um, we go downtown and we're like, we have no idea what to kind of DJ this is going to be like. For all we know, it's going to be like an EDM party and we were going to be like handed ecstasy and given rave lights and never return home. Oh my God. Um, be swallowed up by downtown. So we go though. It ends up being kind of like hip hop, like Spanish, like kind of like. Brazilian music, all kinds of different music, but it was like on the urban side. Yes. And we were sort of thinking it was going to be this artsy thing and like kind of weird, but it ended up being so fun. People were just letting loose. There was a bar. It was dark. It was kind of gritty. People were dancing with other people that they didn't know. And we just sort of like had a blast. I was wearing like a dress that I should not have been dancing in. I just like hiked it up and danced my little face off. Was it like Footloose? Was there glitter and Kevin Bacon? No, there was not. It was more like... I don't know. Like honey? Um, yes. It was like honey. <laughs> like I was the girl in honey too. Oh, I was Jessica Alba. So great. That yeah. sounds like so much fun. I'm sad I missed it. I but. think there's videos and pictures that were taken that night that probably should never be leaked, but uh, really God. fun times. Thank God for the ability to be able to capture things on a camera because otherwise we would not remember half of the things we do. No, but then also a good thing that we can delete those sad things. Also. <laughs> if we and then to. deleted 
from your memory too. Yeah. Oh God. And then Sunday I went to a friend's barbecue, um, another June birthday. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. This is like my best friend from home that moved here. I actually am called the source by this couple because back in the day when I was dating a guy that played football with this guy, uh, um, I said, I think that we should, you know, hook up your friend, Jaron, and my friend, Michelle. And my ex-boyfriend at the time thought it was a dumb idea. But hello, they're married with a child. So not a dumb idea. And I win. Um, and so they call me affectionately call me the source. So it was my friend's birthday. And at this barbecue, every single person besides one girl and me <laughs> had a husband or wife and at least one child. But most of them had multiple or were pregnant. Um, and I am totally fine in the, that situation. 90% of my friends have kids and are married. So usually I'm very used to this. I was also a nanny for 15 years. So I'm around people and their husbands and wives and kids. But like, there were definite moments where I was like, I'm standing by myself. So I would just start like cleaning or like offering people <laughs> drinks and like, talk to the occasional child. Um, oh boy. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it, I, it, it puts two things in perspective. One is that I am totally like love the fact that I'm single and like have the freedom of, you know, not having that uh, responsibility, which is a great responsibility, but like, I don't have that yet. So it's like kind of nice to kick back a couple drinks and like relax in that setting. But then also it like kind of makes you realize that everyone has this certain lifestyle and it would be nice to have that too, because you're just like at that age and that point in your life. Plus like I'm old, so I don't want to wait forever. Yo, you know what I mean? But like <laughs> I'm dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm dating somebody and so you're in that frame of mind like would I be here with that person like what would that be like like you know I don't know I just it was like a moment of feeling okay with being alone but also a moment of recognizing that I'm alone yeah that sounds like an interesting situation because also like you do have different groups of friends so yeah. each group of friends can evoke a different kind of like yeah. mirror on your own life however it's, um, I, like I said, 90% of my friends are, are this. So I have like few friends that are not this, that are like my friends, like all of, all of my friends have kids. Like I, there's only a couple that don't. I'm not pregnant unless there's something I don't know. Uh, well, but yes, I mean, you are the five part of the 5%. I feel special. Yeah. So you're the minority, but Thank whatever. You. But yes, no, they evoke different. I mean, every time I go on, like I've been on a lot of vacations with friends and every single friend on those vacations has kids and their husband with them. And like, it's so fun. And we're all playing and hanging out. Nobody ever makes you feel like you're like an outcast or anything. I met, I meld well into those situations and my friends aren't like weird parents that like only pay attention to their kids. They still have fun. But like, then, you know, the night ends and everyone goes to their room with their husbands and their babies. And I'm like, by getting in the covers by myself. Like it's just, it's <laughs> Netflix like, and chill Netflix alone. And chill. It's like the, like I said, it's like those moments where you're like, I'm fine with being alone. And I, like, it doesn't feel super lonely, but it's also a recognition of the fact that you're alone. And you're like, is this ever going to be what's happening anyway? But the barbecue was really fun. We drank all the rosé, which 
Hello. It's rosé season. Rosé season. My friend actually made the invite like it was cute. She was like, we're, we're drinking rosé, so bring a bottle of whatever rosé you like and a snack. It was cute. I like that. Oh, my God. We should totally have like a rosé party. A rosé all day party. All right. All day rosé. Obviously, everything must become a party. It must yes. have alcohol. Yes. And it must have us. Done. Done and done. Um, speaking of done, Ugh. the villain on The Bachelorette is done, finally. Oh, my God. What's that saying? Uh, the witch is dead. Ding dong, the witch is dead? That one. It's not a saying. It's lyrics from a song, <laughs> which also you don't know either. So that was like the worst combination of two things that you never get right. But guess what? We played that game and you got the answer. Woo-hoo! We would win in trivia. That's so uh, Chad is officially off The Bachelorette. Um, well, actually, you know what? That's not necessarily true because there was a cliffhanger. There was a two-part show yes. this week. And the second one also ended with a cliffhanger that said to be continued. So Chad was finally voted off, though, in a uh, two-on-one date. Him and Alex, uh, the Marine, went out with, um, what that, what's that girl's name again? JoJo. Jojo? <laughs> Yo, you mean the Bachelorette? The, right. the star of the show? Right. Wait, who do, you, who do you like better, Chad? Or, like, if you were just going on, I mean, I think they were playing up this guy's, like, bad qualities or whatever but who would you have picked out of the two of them yeah well i would have picked alex by default just because i didn't want chad yeah and i mean that guy was just out of line like yeah you know what i don't know if he was really that way or they played him up to be that way but he was a nightmare because he was threatening people it wasn't like he was just an asshole true he was being violent and i have always said that i don't ever want to be with somebody violent the first sign of violence that somebody has toward forget about if it's toward me like then they'd definitely be done but if they handled themselves in a way that was inappropriate toward other people and they were a liability and i was uncomfortable to be around them and other people like i just wouldn't want that person in my life i don't want to have to go anywhere and worry i just don't really worry that much to begin with so if i had to worry about you forget it no way forget about it so yeah she basically felt the same way and she was like no you are out of line you gotta go so she like ran off into the woods with alex but then you see chad roaming through the forest and like scary scary music like playing behind and then you Mm -hmm. see him show up at the house with the guys and you're like what why didn't the producers just score him out like put him on a fucking plane they're trying to make it feel like he was like the, the serial big killer yeah. in the night or something. When the, when Chris Harrison said like, and you fear for your lives, like in the teaser for the season, like they're trying, I mean, it's just, it's a little ridiculous and suspending my disbelief is like getting difficult with this show, even though it's supposed to be real, but it's very funny how they like play shit up like that. Totally. And, like with the scary music and shit. Come on. Well, speaking of things that are real, uh, the show that complements this is Unreal, which is a scripted show on Lifetime. And it's about the fact it's about the producers and how like the behind the scenes works in producing a show like this. Yeah. Um, I think it was one of the producers of The Bachelor that went and wrote this show. That's what I heard, too. Um, And it is phenomenal. Season two just started this week on Monday night, and it is better than season one already just in the first episode. Right. So, I mean, if you are out there and you need another show to add to your lineup, this is the one to add. So, um, it also is interesting that it airs the same time as the bachelorette, because I do think it's like the complimentary show to the, to the bachelorette. It's like an after show ish. And so, you see how the producers are producing things like they are in people's ears. They're asking very specific questions to bring out the worst in people or putting them in scenarios to bring out the worst. Like they put one girl who's like very much for the Confederacy, which by the way, yeah. hello yeah. Um, in a room with a black pageant girl. Like those two people are not going to get along. No. So it's when you watch that and then you watch the bachelorette, you're like, 
Well, of course they're keeping Chad around for freaking dramatic elements. Yeah. But anyway, so you guys should go watch Unreal. Um, the two main uh, female roles are going to find love this season. And, of course, that's going to be dramatic. And then they're already signed on for a season three, which is even better news to people like me who are obsessed. That's great. Um, because they could even take this story of their show Everlasting, which is supposed to be like The Bachelor, and do like a Survivor now or do a Bachelorette yeah. or do Bachelor in Paradise. Like anything can happen on season three. So it's really right. exciting to watch. Yeah. They have so much to pull from, from the real life slash not real life show. So um, yeah, everyone watch that on Mondays on Lifetime at 10. And since we're talking about relationships that last and are like <laughs> real tried and true, let's talk about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. First of all, Liam Hemsworth is so fine. Uh, I just can't even. He is I love like him. so hot. I am such a cougar, literally such a cougar. Like all these little boys are just dangerous. Um, and when I say little, I mean, because what? How old is he? Like 20? Well, maybe he's almost 30. I think yeah. he's older. Wait, actually, this reminds me of Saturday Night also, which I forgot to mention. Oh, the, God. The 21-year-old yes. that hit on me. I think we need to, like, talk about that real quick. Let's talk about it really quick because he walked into the party. He had a New York Yankees, like, jersey on, which was, like, a little – it was a baseball jersey, so we can hang because it's, like, a button-up thing. It wasn't, like, a fucking football jersey, although I probably would have liked that. (laughs) But um, he walked in, and, uh, like, I turned around, Jen turned around, and I was like, hey. Another friend turned around. Out loud to him was like, hey. And Jen turned back around and looked at me, and I was like, that little boy is hot AF. AF. We didn't know how little he was in his age, but because he's tall and cute. But, but he we little. found out he was uh, the ripe old age of 21. <laughs> he's allowed, That was his first beverage that night. Shut the fuck I'm up. I'm just kidding, but oh maybe. My God. We don't know. But anyway, super cute guy. So, yeah. you know, at some point somebody was like, oh, Jen, like, let me introduce you. And I was like, okay, cool. So then they introduced me and then like he leaves. So like I, my heart was not broken. I just figured, well, he wasn't interested and off he went. Not every match is made in heaven. So he leaves. But then the said friend that tried to set us up was like, hey, he just texted me. And I was like, what did he say? That he like screwed up by not getting my number and like that it was a big fail and that I was too pretty for him. And I was like, what? That's cute. And then the friend was like telling him, no, like she was into you. And he was like, no, I think you're like messing with me. Like she's too pretty for me. And I'm Aww. like, what? Is this a game? And I know. It, and it turns out he actually happens to be innocent and not know how attractive he is. And his young age maybe like works in his favor because he's sweet and not an asshole yet. Oh. Um, he's like also the kind of guy that pays for his family, like sends his parents like money, like bought everyone a house, like pays for his brother. Like he's how? like a good down home guy. Well, let's not, I mean, you don't, you talk to him for maybe. Well, no, they, they know him very well because well, they've worked with him on movies and things. Great. And so he, he is just starting in the industry, but he's had some significant roles. He's going to uh, star in the new Cruel Intentions. He's going to play Ryan Phillippe's son, which also goes to show you how wow. young he is to play Ryan Phillippe's son. Because Ryan Phillippe is, is like, like our age. Our age and this, yeah, that's scary. Um, well, you need to figure that out. Well, anyway. he wrote me and then he dropped off. So I don't know where he went. Well, yeah, he's 21. So, um, but my, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, they are young as well. 
Um, and they are somehow making this like coupledom look easy, which how does she manage to make this look like a normal functioning relationship? I don't know. But um, they were, you know, taking to the socials, paying tribute to Muhammad Ali over the weekend with like, you know, as everyone was doing with like a picture of both of them and and Muhammad Ali. And, you know, we're seeing them use like the word we when describing, you know, outings between the two. And Miley Cyrus, when what's interesting is, is when they were broken up, she was very like on her Instagram all the time, like posting photos of like every single move she was making, very active. And now it sort of seems like she's treating this relationship with a little more care because Liam Hemsworth has only been on Instagram for like the last year or so. And so it seems like he's not as willing to put the relationship out there. And so she seems to be holding back a little bit on that. Um, and so I think that's nice when it, when, you know, if you have someone in your life that isn't comfortable with some things that you might have been normally doing and social media is, you know, different thing for everybody. I think that that it's nice to put that into perspective when you're making like the compromise of a relationship, because if it really bothers somebody, something really bothers somebody, then you should, you know, pay mind to that. Totally. And also the fact that they're like just back together now, like, I think it is good to like ease into it and not put it out there. I mean, obviously when they leave the house together, they're going to be like photographed, but for them not to like make it a big showy thing, I think it's great. Like it's a little bit more mature. Sure. I think it's socially responsible because also, and it's like an image thing. Like if they break up again, what are they going to go delete all those photos? And then that's going to be in all the news. Oh, they hate each other. They deleted all their photos because that will be written. Yeah. So uh, that's great. Uh, Speaking of being in the public eye. Yeah. Oh God. Good grief. And not that we didn't see this coming. uh, Rob and China are getting a show. Rob Kardashian. That is surprise, surprise. Another Kardashian spinoff. Oh, excuse me. You mean black? China? Yeah, exactly. Like, why are they... Her name's Black, which is not really her name. But uh, can you imagine, like, I just can't. I I can't with the two of them. Because, first of all, Rob got out of the limelight for a very specific reason. He was Mm -hmm. not happy with himself. And he got out of, like, the Kardashian shows and was nowhere to be found. He didn't even have an Instagram account. Um, And then he finally had, like, one picture up. But now he's dating Black China, who was formerly Kim's friend, then was dating, like, Tyga, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. she broke up, started dating Rob. Well, Kylie they a, they was dating baby. China. Yeah. They have a baby together. And now China and Rob are having a baby. I mean, and now they're having a show. Do you think, like, that China just wants to be in the spotlight and that's why she started dating Rob? Got prego because she really wanted to seal the deal. And now they have a show. And, of course, Ryan Seacrest is producing. Of course. I mean, it sounds like a recipe that was cooked up in the kitchen of Black, but I don't know. Because all of whatever, I mean, she's, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it. I will be real and say that I'm probably going to watch the show to see what happens just because like I watch shitty TV because it's like an outlet. But I mean, it sounds like it could be like, it could be really, really, really bad. Like I, it could be so bad that I can't even watch it. Hi, yeah. I mean, this, if we like do a timeline of shows put on by this family, like also like Chloe and Lamar spinoff. I know. And then like cocktails with Chloe. Now this show, it's like good grief. I mean, you know, Ryan Seacrest is not dumb to ride the Kardashian momentum train. So we'll see what happens. I'll probably watch it and we'll keep you posted on what we think and sad, but it's let's fill today on. It's complicated, even though it's best friends day and we're talking about connections. We're going to talk about a breakup. I didn't even know this until after the fact, but Demi Lovato and Wilder, Wilmer Valderrama have broken up. 
And I also didn't realize that they were dating for like six years. <laughs> so they're basically like, you know, taking to the socials to say that they, you know, have broken up and that they're still very supportive of each other. And one of their really close friends said that it became more like a big brother, little sister kind of relationship, which is, I don't know about that. Um, and that Wil- Wilmer was very like close with her family and very supportive of all of her endeavors. She has like a skincare line and music career and that he was very influential in, in the success of all of that, but kind of like stayed behind the scenes. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's nice to, you know, be supportive of someone and slowly move into a friendship if that's the case and, you know, be supportive of each other still. But there's obviously a transition period where you've got to take some time and create some distance in order to like move on and get over. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they're going to do that and take some distance and come back and be friends. But um, I think, you know, I think it's it's sweet that they're being respectful of each other. Yeah, I gotta say that's probably a hard decision to make though. After six years together, oh, like when like to be strong enough or to like sit long and hard and think like, okay, well, we've got a lot of elements that work, but there's like probably more out there for us. Like yeah. if you're if you lost the romance part of your relationship, to then be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna start dating again, but I do have my like kind of like partner in life, but yeah. it's not working. And it's probably hard when you have to like break up with somebody. And not for like a specific reason, you know, like you just, it's time for it to be done. So I don't know. good luck to them. Good luck to them. I mean, now that they're single, they could probably go on this new dating app. Oh, she could probably, well, they she could both could. do it. They could. It's called Oh La La. Well, I, I think it's Ooh La La. Well, they no. need to add an extra oh, yeah. O in there. It's O-H-L-A-L-A. I was saying Ooh La La, but it could be Oh La La because maybe it's like Oh, because it's kind of shocking what this app does. Well, I think it's so shocking that they might have forgotten the extra I don't in their spelling so it, the dating app is designed to empower female users but others call it an escort service <laughs> once you sign up for oh la la male users create date requests and list their budget their requests are posted for 21 minutes which is an obscure number and i don't understand i that. thought about this and i think it's because you have to be 21 to be on there maybe fine but maybe just make that a thing and i don't know 21 yeah. minutes that's so bizarre so bizarre but then when a female user accepts the man's request a chat opens and both parties can agree to the the terms and go on a date. While it certainly sounds like Sugar Daddy influenced, uh, it reads that Olala is not an escort service. Escorts are not welcome, but it does sound like Uber for escorts. Now I'm confused about the terms that are mentioned here because if a guy puts their like terms, which is like a request and a budget, what's the budget for? How much they're going to spend on the date? Like, are they going to like if they put I want to go to Paris and it's going to cost me ten thousand dollars? Okay, so is Paris the ten thousand dollars or am I the I- date? A $10,000 prize. <laughs> yeah, it sounds to me like their budget is to give you money for the date. That's what it's sounding like to me. But I'm confused as to how they wouldn't call this an escort service then. Because even if you're not having sex, you're still getting paid to go out on a date, which is an escort. And then if you're getting paid and you're out on a date and you're making sex, then you're a hooker. So I don't really know. But the lady that invented is the CEO of this company, Pia Pottenreiter, Poppenreiter, she's... um. Also, a, a she has like a degree in she's a master's in ethics. A master's in ethics, yeah. So like maybe there is something we're missing in this description because I'm trying to figure out ethically how this is possible to not call it an escort service. Wow. But I would say down we should download and try it. But I don't know that that sounds like something that I want to do. But also like sometimes you are out on a date and you're like this feels like a job I should be getting paid. Absolutely. And it says that like casual encounters on this app can range from $150 to $350. And that like, 
nobody on this app expects to lead to a significant other. Again, then, if those are the expectations and there is money being exchanged, how can we not call this essentially a brothel online? I don't know. Why is this not a madam service? I don't know. It should be called madam la la la. Oh, that was good, actually. Was good. It kind of sounds very fraunch. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And I also want to talk about, um, it's my new favorite song that's not really all that new, but it is called Never Be Like You by Flume. This is my song of the day. We have not done this segment in a while. And I just really want to point out that this song, if you have the explicit version, then the words are much different than the one you hear on the radio because she says, now I fucked up and I'm missing you instead of now I messed up. And it just doesn't sound the same when she says messed up. It just sounds stupid to me, but whatevs. Messed up sounds trivial. Fucked up sounds, sounds like, like, what did oh you do? My God. I like the fact that this chick can admit when she's wrong. Like everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's human. Calm down, everybody. We're apologizing. And like, it's no big whoop, okay? Also, um, I like that she admits in part of the song that I'll never be like you, meaning like the dude or whoever she's singing about. It shows that she can appreciate when someone else is right and is the better person. And all relationships consist of ebbs and flows. And it's important to admit mistakes when the other person is right and when you're wrong. And it'll come around the next time when you're right and the other person's wrong and you want them to admit it. And I just really like the the song itself. I think it's a good one. So download it and maybe, you know, really listen to the words people. Cause I like to point out the lyrics and there is a message there. There is a message. I think it's a really pretty song. And had, had we not talked about the meaning of it, I probably would have just thought it was like a love song or like her saying like, I'm never going to be like you. Cause you're the bad person. Oh, <laughs> like, no, it honestly, like the tune of it and the melody is like so lighthearted. You really yeah. just wouldn't even think you that's wouldn't. what she was saying. So thank you for thank enlightening you. us. Thank you. Flume. Thank you. And thank you, Lauren, for your lyrics of the day. Well, you're welcome. I just like to everyone to know that the, there are words and songs and you should pay attention to what they're saying. Exactly. Um, and since today is a very special official holiday, Woo-hoo! because every day is an official holiday, apparently, it is National Best Friends Day and we're going to interview each other. Yes, so we are. We're going to go. Would you like to start, Jen? Sure. I'm nervous. All right. Who was your first boyfriend? Uh, this boy named Jesse McClurg and, um, he was, do you remember the Oreo commercial where the little boy untwisted the Oreo in his room, like magically cleaned up yep. and their slogan was unlock the magic mm-hmm. that boy. Now I don't remember his face, but I do remember the commercial. And well, I think you had a first magical boyfriend. I had a first magical boyfriend who was on TV because hello, Famous. Uh, I wasn't going to date like the the boy who played badminton. I was going to date the kid on the fucking commercial. Yo, obviously child actors for everyone. Nothing happened with this boyfriend. I held his hand and that was as far as I went. Cause I was really nervous. How old were you? I was like 12. Was it when he was on the commercials? Yeah. So like when the you guys went out together, when we went, when we walked to the rally court, uh, there was paparazzi. Sick. <laughs> did he give you free Oreos? No. What? He, didn't. he did not unlock any magic. Let's oh, just be bummer. straight about that. Bummer. Jen, when you are first with a boy, mm-hmm. do you want it to feel like the first time? No. I know. See, I just wanted I just want to point that out that nobody wants to make it feel like the first time. And I just wanted you to solidify that. Yeah, because that's just awkward speaking. But also the first time the person was my cousin's best friend and so then we had to like see each other again like only a couple months ago had, oh, and yeah. so I sort of relived the first time a second time and it didn't feel like the first no. time but it was good it was good That's because right. it was no longer the, the first, first time. time like it uh right. so when did you ever when did you realize you had an affinity for black guys hmm. I realized that probably like in junior high 
And I just, I come from a place in the Bay Area where there was a lot of like mixed ethnicities in my school and upbringing. And I think I just really liked something about that type. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm attracted to like a lot of different types of people, but I think I just, I think I was like 12 when I realized that. Although the first boyfriend was like whiter than white. He was white. <laughs> like white, like the inside of an Oreo. White, like the inside of the Oreo. However, I do think the best part of the Oreo is the dark outer region. So here we go. Here we go. All right. Um, Jen, yeah. who was number one on your list? Like my sex list or yes. my life list? No, your sex. What do you mean your life list? I don't list? know. On my list. It could be. Your sex list. Like, yes. No. Oh. Um, I know. I know. We'll get to him. Um, okay. So on my list. Uh. Shit. Really? Uh, I would say it's an ex-boyfriend. What? Jen, I am talking about famous people that you want to oh, make sex with. The well, list. I didn't know. Uh, number one is probably Ryan Reynolds. Okay, good. Nice answer. But wait, I just realized there was somebody else too, and I'm like, shit, that guy's got to go on my list. Oh, Justin Timberlake. Who was it? Always number one. I know. Well, we're going to get to him. but And not a black guy, but might as well be. Well, who was the person we recently both said we liked? And I was like, oh, shit, that guy should have been on my list. I don't know. Damn it. My list is failing. It's hard. It's hard to keep track. It's probably a young child. Maybe. Um, It might be Zac Efron. No, you know what? (gasps) Zac Efron's totally on my list. Well, my list. Yeah, I got to go through that list again. We'll make one and we'll get back to you. It's going to be an official list released. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the number one on your list? Obviously. Justin Timberlake. Okay, fine. Then let's ask you that question. Are you uh, Brittany, Cameron, or Jessica? What do you mean? Am I? No, just uh, who do you like best out of his people? Oh, of Justin's. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess Jessica. I don't really like Cameron Diaz. It's hard for me to watch her. Yeah. Um, and Britney Spears is, ooh, so I guess Jessica. Fine, but I'm going to ask you a second part to this question. Sure. Are you a girl, not yet a woman, or a woman, not yet a girl? Oh, um, I am a woman not yet a girl I guess. <laughs> no I'm a girl not yet a woman because I think I mean I am I think I'm both things because I think I'm like young at heart but I'm definitely of age of a woman <laughs> and the third part of this really important question would you ever wear matching jean outfits with your significant other fuck yes <laughs> I would rock the Canadian tuxedo all day every day yes I would okay Sweet. um if you were an animal, what animal would you be, Jen? Uh, a pampered dog. Oh, boy. Duh. Because okay. their lives are lovely. And I still wish I was born as one because okay. I'm like, I look at their outfits. I'm like, cute. I look at their food. They eat fancy. Like our yeah. friends, Callie and Justin, their dogs eat gourmet food and they eat before the parents. And she like actually cooks for them. So that's cute. I okay, want that's, their lives. That's a good thing. I have a follow-up question speaking of animals. Okay. Um, tell us about Brisky. Who is your childhood cat? Who is really cute? Um, he was the best guy I ever had in my life. And he sets the standards really high for those to follow. Um, he, I, I got him when I was seven years old. And his salute, he was a solution to our rats. Because I'm from Miami. And houses in Miami tend to like have like rat infestations. At, not infestations. Like you'll have a, one creep in every now and then. I think in California, you probably get like 
mice or some other kind of creature that comes in your house. But so my dad took me to the Humane Society. We bought brisket. He was, I think, the only one that could go home that day. And while he was hissing at everyone, when I picked him up, he stopped hissing. So I knew we were meant to be because we had a very special bond. And I kind of think that's the same thing about relationships. Like somebody might not be somebody for somebody else, but they could be your perfect match. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Exactly. So my little monster was my treasure. I don't know how to relate to that except for that my cat is a dick. Yeah. And so you understand my love of Brisky. I do. And so Brisky was 18, I think, when he died. We made a pact that he was going to live forever. And he sure does. Because when Lauren and I became friends, she picked I up on this. I rebirthed him and talked to his photo at her apartment. You like made a shrine for him with like part of his like, sure. collar from when he died and well, like put him in a place. that I like, talk to animals, so get over it. You like say hello to him Even when you come in my house. the ones that aren't alive. <laughs> She'll be like, how's Brisky doing? I'm like, well, he's still in the frame. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, Okay. So speaking of cats, how did you decide to make me Pup's godmother? Well, my cat is a cat, but I call him Pup. Don't be confused. Because (laughs) you are Pup's godmother because he really likes you. You understand kind of like how an asshole cat works and you give him his space. And so he really loves you. And when you come over, he sits next to you because you kind of are like, oh, hi. And sort of you're just like very Jen. And then like even (laughs) Which is what? (laughs) Which is just meh. (laughs) And he like really appreciates the fact that you let him be and he lets you be and you have a connection. And so you're obviously his godmother. Obs. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for making me his godmother. Sure. Um, Okay, Jen, Mm -hmm. chocolate or vanilla? And you know what I mean. I'm going to go vanilla, but kind of like with maybe chocolate chips. Because okay. I like, I can't have somebody too vanilla. I need them to have some flavor in them, right. whether it's like in their urban taste or their musical choices. Or whether they're wearing a hat way too high on top of their head. Sure. Yeah. Like it just has to have hints of some kind of character that is not super whitey white. Like it. Yeah. Into it. Uh-huh. Um, if you had to describe your current type, what would it be? Currently? Yeah. <laughs> um, a super, super sexy like guy's guy that's got some East Coast flair and is uh, like caring and um, and just great and cute. Great and like cute. That. I like great that. Great and cute and and coincidentally white. But there's East Coast flair in there. So I always I like a lot of different types of people and I love like an ethnic guy, but I always imagined myself like with somebody like um, my long term relationships have all been like certain types of guys. And and so, yeah, it's that guy. Sweet. Well, Uh, he happens to be a great guy. So if that's your type, good. Uh huh. Jen. Yes. If I had a twin, would you still choose me? Well, I'm your twin. Oh, okay. So you choose yourself. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go hang out with me over here. Perfect. <laughs> like someone said to us the yes. other day. Yes, you go true. be with you. Okay. You go be with you. Well, okay. I feel like I am with me when I'm with Lauren. So <laughs> same thing. to answer that question. Also, when did you know that we'd be best friends? Oh when my was God. the moment? I think, I don't know. I, did I think, you feel butterflies? Was I it that? I think I did. <laughs> I think it was, it was during hosting class. And I think it was the moment when we bonded in the bathroom because <laughs> girls always bond in the bathroom. We were like, who is this annoying teacher? And then I just was like, oh my God, this girl is totally like me. And then it was like, then you were opening up about like your boyfriend at the time. And then I was like talking to you about it and we would always sit next to each other. And that's when. So it was probably like, I don't know, a week after knowing you, maybe. Yep, that it was, was it. Like love at first. It time. was. We sealed the deal and then we have not left each other's side since. It's true. Um, Jen. Yeah. 
football, baseball, or basketball? Uh, football. Football. Quarterback. Uh, wait. Sorry. Hold on. I was asking you sport. Sorry. Okay, wait. Then going back football, to sport. Football, baseball, or basketball? Basketball. Great. Football player, baseball player, or basketball player? Football player. I. But yeah. more specifically, the A quarterback. quarterback. Yes. Like Jordan on The Bachelorette. I love him, and yeah. I want to marry him. So if he does not make it to the end, I think he should call me. Yeah. Great. I'm into it. Um. And he is Jordan Rogers. And I did have a crush on Aaron Rodgers when I met him, but he is taken by Olivia Munn. So that is very sad. That's hard. Um, now, to wrap this very exciting interview section up, Lauren, yeah. what is the best piece of advice you can give your friends and our listeners about relationships? I think that you need to be happy with where you're at in all senses of the word. So if you're single, you need to be happy about it and embrace it because then I think that, you know, good things come into your life. If you're in a relationship, be happy in the moment of you're in the relationship. But there's so many things and outside perspectives and outside opinions and outside scenarios that come into play. I think you need to recognize what's happening in the moment. Live in the moment and let go and just be happy with where you're at because if you have gratitude and you appreciate where you're at, and where you're coming from and where you're going, good things will come of it and you can let go of all the expectations. That's my advice. I think that's great advice. Oh, thanks. And I think this has been a really lovely show. It has been. I feel like maybe we need to give each other best friend necklaces. Don't oh my we God. have those? Don't we have bracelets? We ha- we do have bracelets. Well, they're, they say two drunk girls. They're TVG oh, yeah, bracelets. Right. So we do have that. But I think we should make a whole line and maybe even start like merchandising. I think that other girls could call themselves two drunk girls too. They could. Like instead of BFF, it's TDG. Yeah. Two drunk girls. Because hello. Hello. I think that's a great idea. I Merch. Think, right. All right. Well, obviously we're always doing business. And I think that's like one of the really big things about our friendship is that yeah. we always come, we're so creative together that like we can't even stop creating. Which can't is, stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. That's why we have show after show after show. We can't just have one. We need like five. All of them. And then now we need a merchandising line and probably a line of wine at some point too. Yeah. I'm into it. So if anybody wants to support these endeavors, please call us. Please call (laughs) us. We need an investor for our lives. Yes, we we sure do. Um, So don't forget, though, guys, there's more of us, as we mentioned, tomorrow uh, with our Two Drunk Girls video. It's at 3 p.m. And we're probably going to be continuing to celebrate Best Friends Day. Oh, yeah. And next week, we have special guest EJ Linehan of RadAss.com. Yeah. He interviewed us, and we're going to interview him. Yeah, it's his turn now to sit in the hot Yep. We love hearing from you guys, like we mentioned. So make sure that you go onto iTunes and comment and rate and go on YouTube and comment. And one of our biggest favors that we ask of you is to just tell a friend because it's Best Friends Day. So forward this on to your best friend. And thanks for listening. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and keep the convo going by following us at It's Complicated Show on Twitter and the Gram. And where can people follow you, Leonelli? People can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Vine, Instagram, and my website. Oh, you can't take notes. And you guys, don't forget, you can follow me at Jennifer Golden. That's Jennifer with one N on Twitter. Facebook, Vine, Instagram, and my website. Oh my God, she did that blind and you got it right. I did it! You best friend. Yes, happy Best Friends Day to everyone out there. Happy Best Friends Day. It's also Wines Day Wednesday, so you should probably celebrate both things by cracking open a bottle of wine in maybe like an hour and 10 minutes. Perfect. (laughs) All right, guys. We love you a long time. Bye.
You're listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, only on L.A. Talk Radio. 